Welcome to Tulsa Titans, highlighting our local executives who are making an impact. Today, I've got Lucas Sundahl. Lucas, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. I'm excited to have you. So you're the controller certified source performance group and the founder of Accounting Couture. And I've watched uh, that day to day. It's a really, really cool thing you're doing there. Yeah, it's been a fun um, way to showcase the accounting profession. And eventually, as we grow and uh, expand, kind of give back to people looking to pursue a um, certification such as like the CPA, CMA, that type of thing. So just trying to uh, advocate for accounting. That's a great career profession, lots of growth for people that want to like, move into that industry and then support them as they try and move up in the ranks in accounting. No, I think it's great. And you've added some fun to it because everybody thinks of accounting and they just do. And you know, it is boring, right? But we yeah. were talking about that you can't forecast without it, right? So you get to be a part of the forecasting and writing in the CEO. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, accounting typically has been thought of like mundane tasks, just behind the scenes, crunching numbers, which that was true in the past, but anymore, a lot of those tasks have been automated. So accountants are needing to step to the plate to help with forecasting and not just like developing forecasts, but having input with the CEO or other executives, making sure that spending uh, makes sense, aligns with the strategy of the company and whatnot. So it's not just like stuck behind a computer screen, not interacting with people. You're constantly talking with the sales team, the executives, and just making sure that the financial plan makes sense and just being an advocate and steward for the company's financial resources. Yeah, and it is interesting. You brought up a key point that automation is playing a big role. You're not you're not having to get down into the boring stuff. You get the, the overall number. And yeah, when you're around a couple of the executives like the CEO and then the sales team, those are big personalities. Yes, for sure. And so... Yeah, um, as you develop in your career and like work with people, you develop some like skills to kind of um, find the best ways to communicate with those type of people. So people may have uh, different approaches that they seek out, but as long as you're trying to work with somebody and trying to understand from their perspective, that'll make it easier to um, give your input. And basically, accountants are really essentially just storytellers. So they tell the story of what's happened in the past and what may happen in the future based on the strategic initiatives. Um, other financial plans, what the company wants to do in terms of growth opportunities. So it's just being a good storyteller and being open and honest with your executives and coworkers. Well, that's some great advice. Well, and it's, it's valuable too, right? You have more time to put your mind in the right place on the bigger things and, and kind of talking about time. Cause that's what you said with, with getting out of the details because of automation. Um, the last couple of years have shifted a lot of people's time. Right. When we've been working from home or hit with something every other month, things are constantly changing. Has that shifted where you're choosing to spend some of your time? What, what are some things that you're spending less time on and where are maybe some key areas that you're devoting more time? So I'm always devoting time to continuing education, not just myself, but I feel like other accounting professionals. So with automation trends, um, anything that you can do to upskill either like through certification or just general coursework. Um, using some business intelligence tools. So I'm devoting my time to continuing to upskill and um, de definitely taking less time to uh, obviously still doing the accounting tasks, but, but finding ways to move from the um, repetitive work. So I'm trying to seek out opportunities to um, use automation when possible or build reports that can refresh quickly without having to manually manipulate um, the data. And do you have a daily or, or weekly ritual 
just some things that you do that help you kind of get in the right mindset or be effective? Yes. So one thing I do, um, and sometimes I'll write them down. Sometimes I just have them in my mind, but like having some goals and like initiatives that I want to achieve for the, for the year. Um, and then on a, from a daily basis in the mornings, I usually wake up pretty early. Um, I have a daily Bible reading with Dr. Charles Stanley. So I read my Bible in the morning and then uh, from there, I try to hit the gym and work out. And then that has me ready for the day. So I get like a good base and uh, sense of gratitude for the day, starting out with the Bible reading. And then I love working out. I used to be a personal trainer. So as much as I can, I still try to get to the gym before work. You know, I find, because I've had people ask, from the physical aspect, you know, health and wellness, I'm having to stretch more now than I ever did. I think I should have always done that. I yeah. find actually working out, I don't think enough people talk about it. My mind is in a whole different space. It runs more efficiently. It's completely clear. Um, we live in Oklahoma, so sometimes you can wake up with whatever allergies in the air, right? It, it flushes a lot of that stuff and gets me actually mentally prepared for my day. Do you find anything similar? Yes, definitely. And even some days when I'm like feeling a little sluggish when I first get out of bed, like sometimes later in the week when you've been up late with like kids sports activities and then trying to get some extra stuff done around the house um still taking the time to go work out it's a boost of energy it makes you feel better and like you said it does give you clarity of mind so it makes uh working especially when you're like thinking um like strategically and like higher levels of thought it makes it that much easier when you've had a chance to work out and increase the blood flow you said something else about your ritual that I thought was really interesting because I do it as well. So I'm a, I'm a tech company. So we've got data everywhere and all these things automated. I still have a book. And in the morning, I write down my cop couple goals and I look back at my other goals. I still almost have to reformat and go, wait, there's a lot going on. These are the most important things. Do you find yourself going back to kind of that process too? Oh, yeah, definitely. So sometimes I'll have like a notepad kind of similar to that. And then I'll make notes and then constantly reevaluating so some things that may that seemed super important like a week or two ago uh, it may still be important but there may be another things that have taken precedent so it's just constantly adjusting to what makes the most sense at the current time so keep things on the note so you don't like lose track of them but move to what is most important and that will ultimately help the company be more successful and then throughout your career, has there been one or multiple people that have come alongside you? Have you learned all this on your own or were there somebody out there that you admire that's kind of helped you along your way? Oh, man, I've had a ton of um, people that I've worked for that have been super helpful at different aspects. Uh, one of my jobs with uh, a, uh, aerospace manufacturing company, my boss at that job was John, super helpful. He helped me out from the accounting knowledge perspective. I've had some other leaders that have helped me in terms of like leadership from a management perspective. And then where I'm at now with my current role and my boss, he's been an awesome person to um, advocate for and like stretching myself. Like, so thinking more strategically, trying to think long-term and putting my place or putting myself in a position to not only be beneficial now, but do things that'll help both myself and the company long-term. So I'm more of an advocate for the company and can help them long-term. No, that's awesome. I find even the reflection questions, every time I go to, I go to a couple of mentors and go, Hey, am I thinking the right way? Yeah. That, and so it's great to have people like I've talked to like here in person, like I've obviously worked in Tulsa, Oklahoma for a while now, but I find some people that I've connected with on LinkedIn. I mean, some of the videos I've done through accounting couture 
have put me in front of other accountants. So I've developed uh, a rapport with some other accountants across the U.S. And then there's even a few that are like across like uh, across the ocean. So there's some people in Europe, uh, other countries. So it's one thing I think is very valuable is networking. So obviously networking from a local perspective and being a good like a good teammate and then just networking with people within your uh, industry both locally and online as well yeah and I'm, I'm a big advocate against a lot of the uh just some of the tiktok with the facebook um feeds that that kind of just make your mind numb but i love absolutely love technology because it is connecting us to other bright minds and if we get specific about leadership or industry i find the same connections do me a world of good yeah so one thing i try to be like whenever i'm online is i try to be intentional so i, I want to go in there in a position to like share something i think is valuable or in the same uh same arena find other people that are sharing stuff that that is valuable and commenting and interacting with them so um some of my stuff is like more humor based but i still want to try and put stuff out there that is helpful for people and then in the same way when i find other people's helpful content uh, comment and interact with them so that they get some exposure as well and you know i've talked a lot of uh in this interview just kind of about automation uh and technology which we're both heavily invested in uh, but i believe that makes what we're going through right now you know we're looking at hiring deficits we're looking at inflation right and if you watch the news it can kind of look scary but it's a much different time than 08 you see it the same way yeah i definitely do it's um the way technology is made even just like the accounting industry there's some things now where they need people in accounting with higher skill sets uh, not just like accounting but financial planning and analysis so there's like a skills gap from what's generally taught in college which is obviously very important but there's a, a skills gap and positions open for people to move into to focus more on the forecasting and the long-term vision and aligning uh, finance and accounting or resources and thinking to go along with business strategy so yeah there's a ton of difference from what now versus 08 in terms of the jobs that are available and what's going to be more beneficial long term so there's definitely openings in this and screw back when you and i talked about offline too just just because there are things that are are definite indicators right now that can look kind of scary on the news is is really controlling morale of the people we're around uh, what are your thoughts on that and what are some of the things that you guys are doing to kind of control the morale uh, during tough times yeah good question so the biggest thing i feel like no matter what type of market you're in or what type of economic cycle, um, it's just open communication. So if you're open and honest and have a good dialogue between all levels of the company from executives down to the uh, people working the front desk and staffing the phones, as long as you're open and sharing like what's going on currently, but where you project, like once the economy gets better, then people are like less apprehensive and less scared. So. The news does a good job trying to scare people and there's definitely like there's definitely some things that are concerning but overall if you keep um have people just focus on the mission and vision and show them like ways we're going to get there like when the economy gets better we may be able to do some expansion that type of thing so just creating an open dialogue and then um giving feedback both ways so executives down lower level up um, that's the big thing just communicating and making sure that 
people are on staying on the same page that no matter what's going on now, it's going to get better. And let's just keep plugging along to get to where we want to go. No, that's great advice. I mean, you're the guy to go to, right? You're the, you're the data guy. You're out yes. of the weeds with some automation going, listen, here was the trends. And here's yeah. where we, Mr. Executive, here's where we need to budget, but here's where we're going to go. And here's where the uptick is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing too, like if you have a good executive team and good planning in place, yes, there's going to be some downturns here and there and some things that may cause uh, some minor setbacks, but as long as you have a good business model and stick to it and um, like obviously analyze market trends, but if you have a good plan in place and you have good motivated workforce, you can accomplish a lot. So one last question, I, I'm a big reader and I know our audience is, and I'm interested in what you've dug into. If, if your house was on fire and you had to go back and want to read two books again, what books would you grab and why? Well, first and foremost, I would definitely keep my Bible and that's going to be safe. But if I can only carry two books besides that, I would do um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And then the other book um, I would do is uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. So it's having an open mindset versus a fixed mindset. And all that means is with an open mindset, you don't limit yourself to where like, okay, I'm not good at math currently, but I can get better. So with a fixed mindset, you'd be like, you say, I'm not good at math. And you just end the conversation there. But with an open mindset, you say, I'm not good at math yet. Or you just leave it open. Like I'm still working to improve. So no matter what, uh, no matter what industry you're in, you can always get better. So people think that accountants are just amazing with numbers. And I feel like I'm decent at math, but a lot of that is uh, anymore is done like on a spreadsheet or a calculator. And I don't have that fixed mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm amazing at math, no matter what skill it is. As long as you like, if you're dedicated, you work hard in practice, you can get better. So if math's not your thing, you can always get better. Reading, same type of thing, just deliberate practice and you can get better. Well, give us one takeaway. So Atomic Habits is one of my favorite books, period. It's why I read when I do my cardio. And so oh, yeah. give us give us something, a couple of takeaways, why somebody should read that book, because I agree. Um, it's basically, so some people think like, oh, a habit like forms after 21 days. But the biggest thing is just being intentional and starting small. So if people want to, let's say, like get better at, like get like in a better state of fitness and working out, you don't have to like go to the gym for an hour, like day one, just go there for five minutes, walk on the treadmill, go around the track a couple of times, and then just call it good and just build up in incremental steps. Some people, uh, whenever they start like a new initiative, they may jump all in, but they'll lose motivation. And so like the habit is just getting to the gym initially and then building from there and just taking incremental steps that will develop long-term success. So motivation to go to the gym is not always going to be there, but if it's a habit where you're always going on a consistent basis, then showing up is already taken care of and you just keep building from there. Now, I've seen that. So if you, if you haven't, and you listen to this, go check out um, Lucas's um, accounting couture, but that's a lot of that too, right? Is people don't understand how people get the output that's necessary right now marketing and it's a bunch of little things stacked yeah exactly so it's just being intentional and just yeah doing things um and also seeing like what other people have done and have uh, been successful with and then trying to emulate that um obviously you want to put your own uh, perspective on it and share like you want to be authentic 
but yeah, just being consistent, trying to deliver value to other people. So no matter what industry you're in, just trying to make content that people find valuable. And then with myself, I try and add a little bit of humor to it. So then it, it sticks with people, especially people in the accounting world. Hopefully they get some of the, the dad joke humor a little more than others might. But the biggest thing is just, yeah, uh, putting yourself out there, be authentic and try and share something that you think other people will, would find valuable. Well, Lucas, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or has some questions based on what we talked about, is there a preferred way for them to reach out? Yeah. So for me, my big thing is like uh, on LinkedIn. So I'm pretty active on there. So you could um, find my profile, either myself or if you kind of get to her page, message me. And I try and get back to people that uh, contact me through that platform pretty consistently. So that's the, probably the best way to reach me. Perfect. Everybody, thank you. This is Kellen Cowan, the owner of New Age Solutions. Lucas, thanks for giving today. Yes, thank you so much.